This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 10th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. We've been studying the life of David. This series is about faith and patience. You got to have the faith to believe God and then the patience to endure no matter how long it takes for you to become whatever God revealed. And so as we've been learning this and studying this, I trust that you've been blessed by the series. Uh, we are now at part 22. So this is part 22, and the title of today's message is, very simply, Having a Positive Attitude. Now, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm a preacher, a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'm not telling you about having the power of you. No, I'm saying that without him, we can do nothing. But as you walk with God, and as you're led of the Holy Spirit, and as you meditate on, on things like Philippians 4 and 8 says, whatsoever things are good and perfect and pure and lovely and honest, and of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, as you think on these things and you meditate and medicate on God's word on a daily basis, you will live with a positive attitude. You, you will see everything as something that you can do. You will never see an opportunity as something that's going to destroy you. You will see it as something that's going to be a great testimony. You will always have a positive attitude when you're being led of the Holy Spirit and when your mind is renewed to the word of God. All right. So we've been studying the life of David and we've been going through passage by passage by passage. But today, I'm not going to give you any particular passage. I'm just going to talk about David's life in general as it relates to, well, to this point anyway in the story, as it relates to having a, a positive attitude. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because my pastor, Tony Brazelton, recently preached a message where he was talking about obeying God and obedience. And in that, he shared four practical ways that we can express our obedience to God. He said, number one, you align yourself with God's purpose. Number two, you cultivate endurance or patience, which is what I've been teaching on for a while. Number three, he talked about waiting for God, right? The vision may tarry, but wait for it. It shall surely come to pass, Habakkuk. And then lastly, number four, he said, maintain a positive attitude. And as I thought about that fourth one, that number four, I could, all four of these apply to David. But as I thought about the fourth one, I was like, man, that you could really say that David maintained a positive attitude. So let me just talk about it, set the stage, and then we'll get into our nuggets for today. You ready? So let me tell the story. Let me set the stage. So David maintained a positive attitude. I think he, he maintained a, an amazingly positive attitude. He was the youngest of eight boys. He spent most of his time out there in the fields with his father's sheep. And, and while he was out there, God would speak to him. He was spending time with God. God used him while he was out there by himself to kill a lion with his bare hands. God used him while he was out there by himself to kill a bear with his bare hands. Now, when he did it, he didn't receive any notoriety. Nobody saw him, but God saw him and God was preparing him. God saw his faithfulness. God then sent a prophet to David's house. And so David was still in the field when the prophet showed up. And so the prophet 
It goes through this whole ceremony, cleansing all of that with Jesse and seven of the eight boys. And then the boys, David's brothers, line up and they stand there as the prophet actually attempts to give them his blessing, David's blessing. And then, but they had to watch as the prophet stood in front of them. And with each one, God would say, no, this invisible God that you cannot see was speaking to the prophet and say, nope, that's not the one. Nope, that's not the one. Nope, that's not the one because what God has for you is for you. Your blessing is not going to be given to anyone else. So then David is called out of the fields. David runs to the house, stands there, and David got to watch as his brothers watched him get anointed right in front of them. And he was anointed to, be, to become the next king of, it, of Israel. And the Bible says that the power of God rested upon David from that day. Now, let me just be practical about it. David was already not necessarily liked, right? Because obviously you saw how they treated him. And then when the prophet said, nope, 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 seven no's. And then David comes in and the prophet says, yes, that built up even more resentment towards David. But David kept a positive attitude no matter what. The prophet then left. And when the prophet left, um, nothing supernatural happened, right? Well, you know, the prophet came. What's going to happen? David's supposed to be the king. How's that going to happen? I don't know. So since nothing supernatural happened, everybody just went back to their everyday lives. And David went out back to tending sheep and all of that. A few days later, somebody shows up and says, Jesse, the king wants your son to come to the palace to play the harp. David was like, David shows up in the palace, positive attitude. He's actually there to replace Saul. He knows that, hey, this dude is sitting in my throne. You know what I'm saying? But no, he kept a positive attitude. What do you need me to do, sir? Play the harp. Boom, he played the harp. Man, this guy's good. Now we want you to be the armor bearer. You're going to get promoted from harp player to armor bearer. Cool. His personal assistant. I'll do that as well. And then when the, when the um, Philistine army showed up at the Valley of Elah, everybody went into war mode. And, and, and the king didn't think that David was part of the war mode. So the king sends David back home. And the king goes to the Valley of Elah. And the whole Israeli army is there, and they're there for 40 days. And David is back at home tending sheep. Now, while he's there, two of his brothers are in the army. So two of his brothers are there. And David, positive attitude once again. Then his father says, hey, son, come in. Yes, sir. Can you take some lunch to your brothers? Yes, sir. I'll take some lunch to my brothers. Positive attitude once again. Takes the lunch to his brothers. Here's the giant. When he hears the giant, he's like, What's going on with this giant? One of his brothers says, shut up. Man, go home. What you doing out here? You, you just seeking glory. Don't, matter of fact, drop off your little lunch and go home to your little sheep. Once again, being disrespectful, dismissive towards David. What did David do? Positive attitude. His brothers saw him as a problem. King Saul saw him as the answer. He goes and stands before the king. The king said, yep, you go. You go fight. He kills the giant. We know the story. So what am I saying? I'm saying that this positive attitude is something that we have to maintain, especially when we're waiting on a promise from God. What does this mean for you today? I did a lot on setting the, the stage, right? So now I have two things to share with you in this morning. As I share these two things, I want you to rid yourself of every distraction. Lock in two things. Number one, here we go. First thing, a positive attitude will help you make the most of every level and stage in your life. Now, you got to understand that we live our lives out in levels and stages and times and seasons. Just because God reveals something to you doesn't mean that it's going to happen today. 
So knowing that you're called by God to do something, that's only part of the story. Do you know what you're called to do? Look at me. Do you know what you're called to do? Answer me. Okay, I got it. So maybe you know what you're called to do, but that doesn't mean that you're going to do it today. So God may have revealed this purpose to you. That doesn't mean that you're ready, right? There's a calling and then there's a preparation. And so that doesn't mean that just because God revealed it, you're ready to do it today. David wasn't ready. You must be processed to the point where you're able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. So God calls you to do something. That's great. But then you got to be processed. God is not punishing you. He is processing you. And God had to process David. Now, this processing, now, I know this is where people don't like for me to say this, but it's true. And there's lots of biblical evidence for this. This processing may take years. This processing may even take decades, which is why I'm teaching on faith and patience. You require the faith to believe it and then the patience to endure the process while God is preparing you for what he prepared for you. God prepared things for you from the foundations of the world. And everything that you need to accomplish your divine assignment is already stored up for you. It's prepared for you. But now God is preparing you for what he prepared for you before the world began. You got it? All right. So going back to David, David was anointed to be the king of Israel. But that didn't mean that he was ready to be king now, right? And so, but what I really like is the fact that he didn't allow, David did not allow, the fact that he wasn't king yet to cause him to develop the wrong attitude. Because if you, if you meditate on the wrong things, oh, God called me to do this, but I don't have it yet. If you meditate on the wrong things, listen, this is where Christians, even Christians, they, they can get disillusioned. They can walk away from God. They can walk away from the church. They can even get depressed. If you meditate on the wrong thing long enough, like, and, 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 and it's a good, like, you're like, I know God called me to do this, but I don't have it yet. And if you, if you, allow yourself to delve into a negative attitude, you can actually be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, covered by the blood of Jesus, and be depressed. There are Christians who are depressed. And so there are pastors who commit suicide. And this is terrible, but don't let this be you. Maintain the right attitude. David was not king yet. And, and he did not allow the fact that he was called to be king, but he wasn't king yet. But although he wasn't king yet, he kept maximizing every opportunity in front of him. You want me to play a harp? Do I'll do it. Be an armor bearer? I'll do it. Kill a giant? I'll do it. He, he did everything that was in front of him, knowing that something greater was inside of him. Greater is coming for you. See, when God calls you to do something big, it's easy, it's really easy to get so caught up in the big thing that's ahead of you that you fail to make the most of the situation that's right in front of your face. And so don't make that mistake. The big thing may be ahead of you. It may be around the corner. It may be down the road, but that doesn't mean that you're going to deal with it today. Whatever you're dealing with today, whatever's on your calendar for today, you got to make the most of today. See, God is so big of a God and your assignment is so big of an assignment that God has to process you for your purpose. David was called to be the king of Israel, but the day that he faced the giant in the Valley of Elah, that was not his day to be king. That was his day to be giant killer. And what did he do? He was not focused on being king that day. He was focused on being a giant killer. So if David had been so caught up in being, no, I'm supposed to be the king. Forget it. Saul trying to talk. No, I'm supposed to be the king. Stop. If you develop that kind of attitude, you will never maximize the purpose and the potential that God placed on the inside of you. David said, today, I got to kill a giant. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a giant killer. Now, he kept the big dream 
ahead of him in his heart. You got to keep meditating on the fact that God is still going to bring it to pass. No matter how long it takes, keep the vision before your eyes. Though it tarry, wait for it, it shall surely come. So the vision is going to come to come to pass, but whatever is in front of you today, you got to make the most of that moment. You got it? Faith and patience. That's what we require. All right, number two, I only have two things for you this morning. Number two, a positive attitude will help you become the answer to the world's problems. Right now, you know why people will seek you out? People will seek you out when, you're, when you are the answer. What nobody likes, if you're the person that always is going to bring up a problem, but you don't have no answers, your boss is not going to call on you. Right? I mean, so if you're always the guy, the gal that has all the problems, but none of the answers, nobody, when you, when you call somebody and they see your name on call ID, they go, mm, I don't know if I, I'm, I ain't ready to answer. I don't, I'm not, mm -mm, I ain't ready to talk to him right now. I'm not ready to talk to her now, right now. No, you have to, when you have a positive attitude, you actually become the answer. David's brothers didn't want him around when it was time to fight Goliath. They saw him as a problem, but he kept a positive attitude. And since he kept a positive attitude, what happened? The king saw him as the answer. The king saw him as the answer to the giant problem. And because of that, David solved the giant problem and it propelled him into his destiny. See, when you live your life with a positive attitude and you see problems as opportunities, and watch this, if you can see it, you can have it. Because remember, your legs will never take you where your mind has never been. If you can't see it, you can't be it. And so, so when you see problems as opportunities and you know that you can see it and you see yourself doing something you've never done before and you see yourself going places you've never gone before and you see through the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is revealing things to you and you can see it. God told Abraham, as, as far as you can see, you can have it. What land are you giving me, God? Look at all this land. Okay, how much is mine? Whatever you can see. What? Whatever you can see. As far as you can see, you can have. As far as you can see, you can have. But if you can't see it, you can't have it. And so you got to maintain a positive attitude to where your heart is open to the Holy Spirit and you're always listening and he will show you things. And where everyone else is seeing a problem, you will see the answer because you are the answer. God will put the answer in your mouth. God will put his words in your mouth like he did with Jeremiah. God will give you the words. God will perform the work. Matter of fact, as you're entering into this day, I want you to say this before I close out. Open up your mouth and say this. Say, I am the answer to the problems of this present age. God's grace is on me to change the world. See, you got to have a positive attitude. You are the answer. If you develop the wrong attitude, this is why you can be a Christian. You can go to church Sunday after Sunday and Wednesday after Wednesday and still be frustrated and still be disillusioned and even depressed. You know why? It's an attitude problem. You got to maintain the right attitude. Always look up and not down. Always look forward and not backward. Keep your heart open to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And if you do, and if you believe whatever he's revealing, it will, it's only a matter of time before you see in your hands what God revealed in your heart. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I expect to be everything you've destined me to be. However, I know that I am not going to arrive at your overall expected end for my life today. 
So I keep the big picture before my eyes and I keep whatever I have to do today in front of my face. I will never lose heart. I will never give up. I will never cave in. I will never quit as it relates to the big promise. But for today, I will make the most of what's in front of me. I maintain a positive attitude. I seek to glorify your name. And where others see problems, you make me the answer. This is why greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up. Get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. I want you to share this message with your friends. I want you to think about this message. I want you to meditate and medicate on the fact uh, that I'm telling you that, that God wants you to, to live your life every day thinking about him. When you look at life through the lens of faith, there's nothing. You, you will never see something that you can't do because God can do all things and he lives inside of you. Share this message with your friends. Uh, leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. Go into this day knowing that if you keep the right attitude, you will see the right things, you will say the right words, and you will perform the, the right actions because it won't be you doing it. Like Paul said, it's you, Father, living in me. It's the grace of God flowing through you. God will do it. Let him do it. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.